0: What,
1: what?
0: <laughs> hey, everybody.
1: What's up, friends, fans, and everybody in between?
0: <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, this is actually the <laughs> second time that we're doing this.
1: Boom. Take two. Let's make it happen. It is, this is the late night episode of Mary Tyler and more. Uh, speaking of which, I'm Mary. I'm Tyler. This is Mary Tyler and more. Yeah. We brew a pot of coffee and we talk about shit, but since it's super
0: late, we ain't going to brew coffee. We're just going (laughs) to... I mean, I still have some leftover from the last time we recorded. (laughs) So (laughs) the reason why this is so late is Uh, A, it's Easter. (laughs) uh, um, Yes. Yes, (laughs) So we had some stuff going on today, so we weren't able to record like we normally would in the morning. Yes. But not only that, we went into an Easter coma... (laughs) Recorded an entire episode. Oh, God. Realized that the audio was wrong. So I recorded with my computer uh, microphone (laughs) instead of our actual microphones. Oh. So it was garbage, and we made an entire hour-long episode without realizing that. Totes. So now we're kind of fueled by all of the coffee we drank and adrenaline. And a bit of rage. And the fact that I just hyper-focused trying to find different audio mixers <laughs> when really we don't need a new audio. Mi- I mean, we do, but we don't. We,
1: we do because this one is garbage.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, the it's headphone... True. Uh, monitor jack is broken on this one. So sometimes we can hear it, sometimes we can't. You kind of heard us talking about it last time. Yeah, weird. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, our we thought our audio was like gone for a hot minute. Yeah, I, I slightly moved the table and oh no. <laughs> oh no.
1: I mean, okay, what I'm going to say in my defense is that like in the first three minutes of the episode, I'm looking over at this thing because I can see the recording as it's going. And I'm looking at this and it's not looking right. And I was like... Tyler, is this, is this actually picking me up? And he's like, Yeah, no, it's recording. It's fine. And I just keep looking at it throughout the whole episode. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be a thing. Then we end up listening to it and we're both just like, Why the fuck isn't this working? Ty looked at his computer and just like did, you know, like an epic face palm. And I was like, What is happening? He's like, Well, it would be helpful if when recording, we select
0: the microphones that are plugged no in. I no idea. This has never happened in seven episodes of recording. I know,
1: but I mean, you audacity
0: has never changed the input. No, um, for some reason, I'm just gonna (laughs) chalk
1: it up to the to the Easter coma because seriously, let's be real, y'all. Let's talk about this Easter coma for a hot second, okay? So, my sister, my sister, I love her. (laughs) She she is a hostess with the mostest. Seriously. better homes and
0: gardens uh eat your fucking eat your heart, heart out, heart out.
1: <laughs> she god damn it she knows how to do all the things and so last night she texted me and she's like yeah i'm gonna see you at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning right and i was like yep and she and so internally she's like yeah they're gonna show up at 10 30 because tyler and i both unfortunately have this beautiful and terrible habit of
0: showing up fashionably late to pretty much any function we go to. Yeah, Mary doesn't tell time very well <laughs> and uh, hey. I, I get distracted very hey easily. Hey, now. What? Hey,
1: now. This is what dreams sorry. Um uh, sorry. <laughs> hey, just saying. He's looking at me like he doesn't know the reference because he doesn't. Oh, I know and exactly
0: the- what reference that is. Oh, tell me. Which isn't, one? Isn't that uh, the Lizzie McGuire movie? It
1: t- is points oh god if chris hardwick was here he'd give you all the points (laughs) points so good um but yes so um i unfortunately sometimes um uh, you know underestimate the amount of time it takes me to do a thing um but this morning we were (laughs) total. i mean we were on this morning like we we were up we were showered we stopped off at um the grocery store because um through no fault of her own, I have kind of set this as my own standard, but when I am invited to a function, it's typically because I'm going to be making cocktails for the function. Yeah. And so she had texted me last week and she said, hey, we're doing this thing. Mimosa bar question mark. I said, yes, of <laughs> course I will. Um, so I show up to this function with um, three bottles of champagne thinking that that's probably going to be enough. Uh, we drank through six bottles of champagne. Yeah, luckily
0: she had some extras Uh on hand. (laughs) She
1: had some coming in clutch. But I showed up with orange juice, which is standard, and then I found this Minute Maid sugar-free fruit punch. Because this is a family-friendly function, and so, you know, kids want fruit punch, like, it's fine. But offering fruit punch to adults with champagne... I got a lot of interesting looks. They're like, I don't I don't understand why the fuck you did this. <laughs> Which like...
0: I find really funny that they're <laughs> fine with all other fruit cocktails. Yes. But if you call it fruit punch, that's automatically terrible. Yeah,
1: it's a bad time. It's, it's just... not <laughs> like
0: you had fucking high C or uh, what is it? Hawaiian punch. Yeah, Hawaiian punch. Can you
1: imagine me rolling up with fucking high C juice boxes and pouring them into champagne? Seriously. <laughs> for the kids and also for adults. I'd be a, it's a terrible marketing ploy. That's awful. Yeah. But oh God. So I roll up, we, we roll up to this function and we, we roll up at five minutes after 10 o'clock. And my sister kind of looked at me like, Oh shit. I didn't (laughs) expect you to be here. Fuck. So, uh, but we were called in early as, as the reinforcements because we, I mean, we were helping finish up all the things. And so we helped with food and we were cleaning and doing the things. Um, and then, you know, we finally got to, to, we cracked open some champagne when everybody got there. And, um, I started making mimosas. But my sister, holy shit. When I say an Easter coma, what I mean is she prepared a fucking ham. She did... Um, oh my God. She did hash brown casserole. She did croiss- uh, croissants with chocolate. She did. Um, well, the croissants were pre made. I mean, yes, but she still prepared them. I mean, she <laughs> yeah. still baked them. Um. And then she did uh, rolls and she did
0: a carrot cake. And she, I oh, mean. Oh, and my God, her carrot cake is the absolute <sighs> fucking best.
1: Again, you fucking better homes and gardens. You better come after me. You come at me because my sister will fucking take you on. Like, it just, I mean, this cake was, like, I'm going to post a picture of it on our our post, on our page. Yeah, Mary
0: took some food porn-esque photos of this cake. Jesus Christ. Like, I,
1: (laughs) and I was, I mean, I was sad because I should have brought my camera. Because, like, I feel like my sister definitely needs, like, an actual, like, a good picture of one of her cakes that she makes. Oh, yeah. Because, holy shit, like, she, the first time I saw her make this cake was for my grandmother's 98th birthday. Yep. And it was... (laughs) God God damn it. She... I mean, it was beautiful. So good. I mean, it was like... It literally looked like it walked out of a magazine. And yeah. so, you know, every time now that she's had the ability to do it, she'll do it. And especially since she knows that Tyler's, one of his favorite cakes is carrot cake. Yes. She, she <laughs> And she's such, a, she's such a beautiful human being. She knows that Tyler does not like uh, cream cheese. Yes. So she will make it with buttercream frosting instead of cream cheese frosting. So, Annie, if you're listening, you're a saint. Like, I love Seriously, you. Seriously. You're amazing.
0: Like, all of the best cakes are ruined, in my opinion, by cream cheese frosting. <laughs> Uh. Because that's not what makes the cake. It's the cake part. (laughs) I mean, while that is true, for somebody who
1: appreciates a good cream cheese frosting, you gotta... Let me have the thing. Just let
0: me have the thing. I'm not saying that you can't. What (laughs) I'm I'm saying saying is I don't understand why all of the best desserts... Not just cake. All of the best desserts are ruined by cream cheese. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. You <laughs> don't I, get it. You
1: know, I would love to hear people's comments. Like, if you comment on this episode, like, I'd love to know, are you in the the pro cream cheese camp or the anti
0: cream cheese camp? <laughs> well, obviously, I'm in the minority because a lot of people <laughs> like them. <laughs> uh, but
1: knowing where people lie on that side of the line would be very fun. Yeah. Um. But so then uh, some of her other guests who came um, brought, like... Veggie trays and fruit and and donut holes and all these things. So we had
0: adobo chicken. Oh my god, awesome! We had a
1: we had a veritable smorgasbord of food, and so you know, all of us are now going into food and booze comas because the the kids have gone and they've gotten their their Easter eggs and and just I mean, oh god, you know, two o'clock rolled around like before we knew it, and I'm just I'm looking at Tyler and he's falling asleep on the couch. I'm like, ooh, boo, we gotta (laughs) take you home.
0: He didn't even drink. We were watching Disney movies and fuck yeah, but I mean. You know, in my defense, I had a lot of food. You did. And I'm on two medications that make me sleepy. Yes, so. he was a sleepy, boy. <laughs> was, it was a sleepy boy. It was very nice.
1: But uh I got to I got to admit I I forget sometimes how to not that I forget how to act in front of children, but like I forget that the magic of things like the Easter bunny are important <laughs> to children.
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: Yeah, so but I mean thank God my sister came in clutch because like I They're going to make such good parents. Like, I'm I'm, going to be good Aunt Mary, and I'm going to try my damnedest to remember that these things are things. But, like, the kids are super excited now to go out and, like, to get the Easter eggs and whatever. And then I start I'm about to say oh yeah you know like Tyler went out and he did all these things but, like he because Tyler was um Annie asked him to go put the eggs out and of course Annie swoops in without missing a beat and it's like yeah you know the Easter Bunny had to stop for just a minute but you know because he couldn't put everything out like he asked Tyler to help and Tyler was really grateful to or he not grateful but he was really excited to help out and these kids lit up and I looked at her and I was like Whew, Thank god she stepped in because I was just been like yeah um Easter Bunny's dead Santa Claus isn't real here's a helmet life's tough go fuck yourself <laughs>
0: that that's uh uh aunt mary and uncle tyler's uh guide to life there oh my
1: god don't ever let me raise your children because it's gonna be a bad time oh shit it's gonna be the worst time but um yeah these i mean shit so okay so i gotta ask you a question i i don't ever remember this being a thing when i was a kid what so um did i never got easter eggs that had money in them
0: oh yeah i forgot that we talked about this Uh, like, is this, is this a thing
1: that's like normal that like my parents just didn't do? Or I
0: think it's, it's more standard for a lot of families to do the candy part. Right. But in my family in particular, it was always money but seriously like every egg was money yeah so like uh my grandpa would go to the bank and mm-hmm. get rolls and rolls of uh like nickels dimes and quarters
1: oh yep okay
0: yeah and sure he would just put you know like 25 35 cents right. in each one right so it wasn't a ton but um the big thing with him was he always tried to teach the grandkids about mm-hmm the not only about the um like the value of a dollar but uh just about money in general and I think that kind of led to me wanting to work in a bank oh (laughs) that's so cool I didn't know that like uh he would always go in and get the new quarters like all of the state ones sure and he bought us the folios to put them all in there oh
1: fun yeah
0: so it's stuff like that where he would do that. So it wasn't just like the the money value of it. Sure. But it was like he wanted to treat the kids. That's so cool. Because my grandma and my mom would always put together uh, Easter baskets sure. with sure. terrible fucking Easter candy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which let's uh let's also address that that is a bone of contention with
0: Tyler <laughs> because I I'm Contentious because my birthday's around Easter. Yes. Every year. Yes. And so I always attribute my uh my birthday with Easter candy. <laughs> and it's the worst kind of candy. It's like I mean, the really. least tasty chocolate. It is. It's and so mad. It it's so <laughs> sugary and fucking awful. And it's not the good kind of sugary. It's uh-uh. like the, it's, bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Oh, yeah. Totally so bad. So I just find it funny that uh, like kids in the fall <laughs> get the best candy in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and my I, hands, I, I, I fall, get baby. The, the shittiest candy that only comes out at one time of year <laughs> because they can't <laughs> sell it any other time of the year.
1: Okay. So then question. Is it better or worse than Valentine's candy?
0: Okay, they're in the same fucking vein. (laughs) (laughs) I had to ask. It's weird because you can definitely tell that the chocolate is made differently. Yeah, yeah. So...
1: Between, like, Halloween candy and and everything
0: else? Yeah. Oh, Yeah, and American chocolate is made differently anyway because we don't use... um, The good shit? (laughs) Like, whole milk and stuff like that. They use skim milk, which (laughs) automatically, like, takes a lot of the flavor out of it <laughs> <laughs> trust me any British people out there would definitely oh, rake us over the coals for our chocolate <laughs>
1: Sabrina Mama Harding anybody who's listening to that please tell me tell me how we make cho- and how bad it is because I want shit <laughs> and sis. They also I gotta use know
0: far too much sugar
1: see and I just hear Ron Swanson in my head skim milk. It's water pre- pretending or to lying, me- about oh, yeah. <laughs> lying about being milk. Lying about being milk. Oh
0: god! Oh god! That's just oh shit. That's. I want all of the bacon and eggs. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: I don't think you understand. I want
0: all of the bacon and eggs. Okay. <laughs> I don't just want a lot of bacon and eggs. Yes. I want all of the bacon <laughs> and, and, and eggs, eggs you have. have. <laughs> Oh I know God. what I'm about, son.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. So then, okay, did you also do this, um, that because Easter candy is terrible, and you didn't really eat a lot of it, peeps, did you microwave them? Did you watch them explode? Did you do it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good. Okay, so we're both in this camp. I love this. Okay, so so was there a color of peep that would be better than others?
0: Um, the only ones I ever really remember getting are the pink and the yellow ones. The yellow ones,
1: okay. Yeah. blue ones. I found out don't actually explode. What? They implode. Yeah, it's wicked. So they just turn black and
0: yeah, like burn. It's
1: crazy. So like we <laughs> um weird. my my um my friends in high school and I did an experiment where we got um because of course you know Catholic school so we were out for Good Friday and <laughs> Easter Monday so <laughs> like. Long fucking weekends. Yeah, yeah. It's like, whatever. Um, so we would go to uh, Target and we would, you know, of course, wait for the Easter candy to all go on sale like that Monday. And so we'd go and like buy all the things. But we got all the different colors of Peeps. And so it was at the, of course, at the time, back in my day, it was uh, hair only all. hair flip and all. Um, <laughs> it was only pink and yellow and green and blue. Well, yeah. was the only ones you get. And so we would each of us would grab a box of different colors and we would go and we would throw them in the microwave. And the pink and the yellow ones would um, blow up. Yeah. and of course, it was a bad time because then you had to clean um you know, like molten marshmallow out of the fucking microwave. Uh. So none of our parents were super happy
0: about and that again. The worst kind of marshmallow ever made. Yes, I don't know how they do it. I don't know, but it's gross and terrible,
1: and, it's and nobody awful. likes it. So, I mean, eventually we had to invest in just like a shitty microwave that we would just just do like experiments like that in. Um, you know, go to the goodwill and get a microwave for five dollars. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's gonna give you cancer, but you're not eating what's coming out of it, <laughs> so it's fine. It's great. Um, but yeah, the pink and the yellow ones would explode. The green ones actually did nothing. Like they just like like they would get like warm, and then you'd you'd pick it up, and it would just be like you know, um, just fucking. I'm drunk. I have no bones. Like it would just that be is like so weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. But then the blue ones, the blue ones were where it was weird. So like they would they would puff up like the other ones, and yeah. then we'd like all be waiting for it to explode, and then all of a sudden it would just go and it would just suck in <laughs> on itself and it was like it was like the air got sucked out of the microwave and we're all just like oh shit like is this the moment where like it the whole microwave explodes like what the fuck do we do but then like it would so it would implode and then the sugar would yeah it would start melting and yeah. then it, yeah it would just crystallize into what it it's kind of looked like a brain like it was super weird huh. but yeah it didn't explode like the only other two the only weird. two colors said yeah it's very weird very obviously
0: bizarre. i did not do enough with peeps <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a sentence that you never really thought that you would utter. Huh? Yeah, I know, right? Never peeps, and peep, it's fine. But it, yeah, it. Oh god, Easter candy, that shit. Oh my god, like I, I don't understand because, like, you'd. I don't know if you had this, but like my grandmother, God rest her soul. She would also do Easter baskets for my sister and I, and she would always kind of like pull out all the stops and she would like, she would literally just fucking put anything in these that she could find. Sure. And she would... Over buy the Easter candy.
0: Well, of course she did. So then the Easter candy
1: <laughs> would then sit in the pantry and she'd always keep it in her candy dish, but that was the candy that people would eat around. Like it was never the thing that actually got eaten. Yeah. So then another year would go by and the same candy would go back into the basket and, and it, was yep. just, it was just a vicious <laughs> cycle of fucking Easter candy and it never like finding its way out of the so, void.
0: Oh you know, uh, uh, those butter mints.
1: I certainly do.
0: Yeah. So those butter mints, uh, I think it was my great grandmother. Sure. Or someone like that. Uh, it was like the extended family that we didn't really see very often. Right. But I swear to you, she had the exact same butter mints <laughs> in her fucking candy dish. Oh my God, They were all congealed into one they were one giant rock well because she loved butter mints and uh um oh those candy please don't tell me it's ribbon candy yeah it was ribbon candy yeah that's what it is and oh god of course their house got really hot So just congeal into one. No, and it would stay out. Like uh, if you could break one off, it was always covered in dust. Like nobody would ever eat it. It was
1: the Brundlefly of candy. It's just oh god, fucking ribbon candy. I man, I don't understand. American candy. I know. Worst fucking candy. I know. And that's why I want to travel the world to see what other candies people can make. Because I want Belgian chocolates. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking Belgian cho- So, okay. Do you want to know, every time I think of Belgian chocolates, I actually think of a story from when I was a trainer at the credit union that I worked at. Do you want to know how this correlates? Yeah, I kind of do. I,
0: I'm, I'm a little... <laughs> concerned about how this goes. It's
1: very funny. So Garrett, Garrett Van Huysen, if you're listening to this episode, this next segment is because of you. So my glorious friend Garrett, I love him dearly and forever. (laughs) And he, so he would be part of kind of the team that we had to onboard all of our new hires. And so on new hire onboarding was, you know, like they would start with me they would go with um, somebody from business development to find out, like, the history of where you were working. Then you would work with the safety coordinator, and she would tell you all the things about, like, how to actually yeah. safely do your job. And then Garrett would come in. And Garrett was our, um, our IT security um, coordinator. That is not what his actual title was, but he, um, <laughs> he was... Um, Oh, shit. Now I can't remember because I have his business card somewhere. But he was the one who would give the IT security training to new hires. Yeah. So it would go over things like how to encrypt your emails and um, what uh, social engineering is and like all the things that you might run into working in a financial institution. Okay. And so he had this PowerPoint that was like, man, it was just beautiful and brilliant. And I loved every minute of it. But what... um, so the Belgian chocolates come into this because the um, part of the training that he would talk about was um, social engineering. Oh, okay. So um, for anybody who doesn't know what social engineering is, it's basically, it's getting somebody to do something for you using some sort of tactic, right? So um, one yeah, of the tactics... is
0: one of them.
1: Fishing is one of them. Um, one of them. Yeah. Um, uh, something about good cop versus bad cop. Yep. Um, there was one that he talked about where it was like, um, you know, there were a couple of guys that broke or that... Um, went into, like, an Imagine Dragons concert in high-vis vests, and so they were let back into all
0: of the areas because they looked like they oh, played a yeah. the part, right? It's insane how little people actually verify Yeah, people. fucking
1: National Treasure. Let's look at that. Fucking Nick Cage puts his face on a goddamn badge, and all of a sudden he can go in and steal the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. Like, let's be real about that. You know, that.
0: people think that that's not true, but trust me, oh, I've seen that shit happen. 100%. <laughs>
1: So Garrett was talking about um, social engineering, and um, there is a story about a man named Carlos Hector Flomenbaum. And this man- That's a hell of a name. It is a very long name. (laughs) He is one of the only people who has ever stolen 53 pounds of diamonds and has never been caught. Good fucking God. Never been caught. So, that is a ridiculous amount of diamonds. Yes. <laughs> so the only thing that they have of him, the only the only trace of this human being, is a um, a sketch that's um, you know a composite sketch, which actually was pretty decent. Oh yeah. Um, but you know because normally they you know look like fucking you know child drawings. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, the, not normally. Okay, that was that was casting aspersions. I apologize. I retract. Anyway, um, so this guy um posed as a diamond trader, and so Belgium oh. is the diamond trading capital of the world. He would go to a bank in Belgium and he would pose as a diamond trader and he would, um, he had a fraudulent passport and it was the only ID that he had, but nobody questioned it. So what did he do? He would come into the bank and he would bring Belgian chocolates to the tellers (laughs) and he would, you know, and he would kind of like butter up the tellers and do the things. Um, to the point that the tellers gave him after hours access to the diamond vault. That is ridiculous. Because, of course, like diamond traders come and go like at all hours. Oh, yeah. And so there was an external um, entrance into the diamond vault. And they, they gave him access to it because they're like, oh, well, you're a diamond trader. Like, you can store your diamonds here. <laughs> and he stole 53 pounds of diamonds and has, yeah, has never been caught, disappeared without a trace. Nobody knows what he actually looks like because he used a fraudulent passport or oh a stolen passport. Oh, my God. And and so that story always just fucking gets me because it's like, it, it's like... Being in a financial institution and like obviously, you know, because you've um, worked in one as well, like you get to the point where you start getting so comfortable with your regulars that sometimes Uh you say things and you let shit slide that probably shouldn't like insider information that like normally you're just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, our, our cash truck comes on Tuesdays. And like if you want 10 grand, like you come on Tuesday and you can get it. Well, I would say, I don't
0: know if I've ever done that. No, no, I mean, like I haven't
1: either, but like it's, it's in conversation with somebody that you know, that you, that you feel like you can trust. And then like some shit like that happens. Like, That's can you true. imagine? I can
0: definitely see where someone could get to that point.
1: Absolutely. Can you imagine those fucking tellers that are like, holy shit, that guy who gave me chocolate stole diamonds. Oh fuck. I've lost my job. Like shit.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I will say, uh, I've definitely worked with somebody who would probably be like that. Or yeah. maybe somebody's Yep. Just because, again, it's very easy to, uh, like, get to that point. Yes, it like, is. okay, I'm not going to lie. If someone brought in donuts, <laughs> I would definitely <laughs> oh probably do God. whatever they want. Are you going to give up
1: government secrets for donuts?
0: If you don't know anything about me, I'm fueled by donuts. <laughs> donuts. <laughs> you are, in fact, motivated by food. This is a true story. Not just food. Donuts, donuts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and let's not, let's be specific. If we're talking donuts, it's either Voodoo Donuts if we're going like super bougie because we I got mean, voodoo, if we donuts can and,
0: it, voodoo Donuts and get to Voodoo Donuts. Yes,
1: or Dunkin' Donuts, or oh. Krispy Kreme. Those are like your top three donuts. I know it.
0: Honestly, I've only ever been able to have Dunkin' once. In Minneapolis. (laughs) Ooh,
1: yeah, buddy. Was that um, your flight to um, Australia? No. You flew out of LAX for that, didn't you?
0: I did.
1: Where your Minneapolis was... You and your family visited there, didn't you? Yeah, so I have
0: family that lives in Minnesota. Ah, sure, yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, fucking... Okay. All right, so this is actually a great... I I have a question. What? So according to you, my donut guru, Uh what makes the the ideal donut. Like what are you looking for when you're when you have a donut, what what differentiates a good donut to a bad donut? Is there a such thing as a bad donut?
0: Uh there is. Okay. So even day olds, if they're good donuts, they're not bad. Yeah, they survive. Yeah. Uh the worst thing about a donut is if it's old and Dry. Ooh, no. Which I've had before. Ooh, no. And they're not good. Gross. <laughs> but I have to say, uh, Dirty Dozen Ooh, yeah. makes the best fucking donuts in the world. I do know a few people who would disagree
1: with you, but I am not one of those people. I agree with you. I think that they're donuts. Oh, yeah. We work with some of these people.
0: Oh, that doesn't surprise me um (laughs) hey now shots fired
1: I mean truly there are other things that we could argue about but I mean if we're gonna argue about donuts like okay come at me like I'm not gonna lose my friendship over a donut let's go all I'll say
0: is um they not only are the best raised donuts that I've had okay um where they um they fry them just the right way so sure. they're not over fried. Sure. They're not under fried. They're like the perfect sponginess. <laughs> Without being under in the middle. Exactly. But the reason why I say they're the best is we had them sitting out on a table overnight, which is the death sentence to <laughs> a fucking donut. <laughs> oh, my God. And they were still fucking perfect. Was that at your office? Yes. Oh. Uh- <laughs> when someone brought them to our office the other day we had them for two days because they brought in two dozen
1: <laughs> jesus there's only like six people that work no.
0: in your oh. building yeah they don't fuck around when they bring in our, sh- our shit
1: holy jesus okay well that's good to know
0: yeah so anyway uh yeah we we got donuts for days <laughs> Hashtag uh, donuts for days but yeah Like, they lasted so well. Interesting. Okay. And my other, like, everyday favorite would be um, Safeway. Like, they make really good, but theirs dry out very quickly. Yeah.
1: You. I mean, that's, it's, it's sad to say, but it's almost like a little Caesar's pizza. Like, after five minutes, it's no longer (laughs) a donut. Like, it is just directly in the garbage. So,
0: I think we've had that conversation. Do you know what (laughs) makes Little Caesars so different and why it becomes, like...
1: No, maybe... Not good. But you're going to tell me, so, Well, no, it's nothing bad. Oh.
0: It's because they use Munster cheese on it.
1: Oh. And it congeals
0: so much faster than mozzarella does. Oh. Because their moisture content is different. Well, (laughs) we learned a new thing today, ladies and jelly spoons. That's why... Mozzarella cheese is the best oh. because it has a low moisture content, so it gets interesting instead of Damn. crumbly. And
1: you're like stuff. a fucking food scientist, what the what I know, is right? I mean, <laughs> like you said earlier today, my head is full of useless facts, and that is actually <laughs> a useful fact because if anybody has had Little Caesars pizza. It is pizza when it comes out of Little Caesars, but the second it hits your car, it is garbage. As soon as you get home, it... Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, even on the car ride home, like, you can hear it congealing in the box, and you're like, well, that's not going to be good.
0: And for some reason, I don't know how they make their crust, but yeah, it also, like, becomes fucking... Uh, Cardboard? Yeah. It's hard as a fucking rock. Yeah, it's like a hockey puck. <laughs> oh, my God. Unless you get the deep, deep dish, because it's so coated in oh, grease. Oh, <laughs> fucking deep, deep. Holy shit. All right, I'd kill a
1: motherfucker for a deep, deep <laughs> right about now. That pizza is so good. But it's like... It's, it. I don't know, it's weird because I haven't had one in a long time. I, yeah. I used to be able, I mean, okay, this was, you know, 78 pounds ago, so this, <laughs> this bitch used to be able to eat an entire Deep Deep on her own. Oh, yeah. Now, I... Mean, I mean, I
0: used to be able to do, like, an XL pizza from Papa John's Holy shit, right? I
1: know. But, like, now I, I feel like if I were to try to even devour, like, one of the squares of a Deep Deep, like, my body would be like, bitch. what are you doing put down the pizza and go get a salad like i've i've trained my body now to 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 do the thing and so like i mean like don't get me wrong all of annie's food today was incredible sausage bacon eggs like she had the whole spread and
0: uh that um the egg casserole thing yes, that she made with asparagus yes. oh my God. holy
1: shit that was delicious <laughs>
0: it was so good
1: but like you have like you have all these beautiful things and it all tastes so good but y- y- when you don't do it that often your body goes wow i'm tired now yeah. like that's probably why we went into a food coma because like I, but it's funny because now I think about it like I used to get so tired before uh-huh. because, you know, I'd fucking pack away an entire pizza by myself and then go, why do I feel like a dumpster? Hey, all those carbies. Oh, my God. <laughs> carbies, Strobies. Not the same thing, but it sounded the same. <laughs> Steven, that moment was for you. You got your Strobies, babe. It's a good time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a great inside joke that absolutely no one will know. No one will know. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, fuck it. We might as well we might as well touch on it. So, um <laughs> uh Steven, this next segment is for you, Boo. If you're listening, <laughs> this is for you. So, um back in oh my god, 2016. 2016. sixteen, twenty see sixteen. Twenty
0: 15 or 16. 2015
1: was when we did rent. So 2016 oh, yeah. so was Spring it, it Awakening. Yep. So we did spring awakening and a um a production of spring awakening here in uh, beautiful scenic Helena, Montana. And, uh, Steven, my, my lovely Steven, he was in a production of spring awakening in Billings prior to coming to oh, Helena. Yeah. So he's done the show before. Um, so randomly, um, Errol messaged him and was like, Hey, I need somebody who's done the show before. Like, you know, will you be my choreographer for all the things? And Steven humbly agreed. Um, and <laughs> there was, I mean, of course I'm going to butcher the story because like, I wasn't technically part of it. I was just like privy to it. (laughs) But um, of course, Steven or Errol could tell it much better than I could. But um, there was a moment during one of the um, dance numbers that of course it's like, we're getting close to the show. It's about two weeks from opening the show and we're doing um, a dance rehearsal. And for some reason the, the idea got brought up of strobe lights for whatever reason. I can't remember why they got brought up.
0: Well, if anybody's ever seen this show, the t- dance number you're talking about is totally fucked. You
1: are 100% right. That and is the number. Yes. That
0: that number in general is like the amalgamation of teen angst. Yes. Like that is what it is. is. So when you do it, it has to be a showstopper. Well, it has
1: to be something too. I I feel that like that people of any age group would be able to watch that and relate to it. Cause oh, like, yeah. You know, the, the quick synopsis of this is, you know, you've got um, a bunch of teenagers who are going to school together and it's set like in, you know, it's in Germany and... Um You've got um, uh, a girl who, you know, girls and guys that are all going through puberty and they're going through their sexual awakenings and all the things. Um, Two of our main characters, um, Melchior and Venla, um, they uh, end up having sex and Venla gets um, pregnant. And um, then there are other people like um, Marta, who was a character that I played, who is dealing with um, a sexually abusive father. Um, You've got... um, a uh, a couple who um, one is openly gay. The other one's kind of a closeted gay yep. and they don't really know like how to deal with each other, but then they like decide that they're going to be together and like, there's all these fucking things. And then Errol played Moritz and Moritz was kind of like the linchpin of this whole thing because Moritz is the only character in this play who kills himself. Yeah. Uh, spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen the show. <laughs> Moritz <laughs> kills himself. Um, So, but after the, um after Moritz kills himself, We have this funeral sequence where, you know, his parents finally go, oh my God, like, why weren't we listening? Mm -hmm. But like the show is told from the perspective of the teenagers and all of the adults kind of are portrayed as like, you know, the authoritarians on the periphery. So like nobody really sees or hears from them.
0: And what I really liked in your guys' rendition of it is the adults were played by the same people. Yes. So they did have like costume changes and that kind of stuff. but. I loved it because it definitely portrays the, like, to a teenager, all adults look the same.
1: Absolutely. I never thought about, oh, <gasps> Tyler! Okay, so let's be real. Tyler also saw every single production of this, like yeah. every show that we no, did. No, I missed one. I okay, think. you missed one, but like every no, other show. No, no,
0: actually, I think I did see all of those I'm pretty, I think you, it was Rent that I yes, missed one. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. But the fact that in in like, what, eight shows, nine shows, I never thought about that until right this very moment. Yeah. Thank you for that insight. That is really beautiful. <laughs> but it's true because like that's, that's where this show is told from and- So Moritz ends up killing himself because he is, you know, like the way that Errol described it was, it wasn't the fact that the depression got him. It was that he realized that the only door he had open to him was this. Like it was when all other doors are closed, what other option do you have? Option three, open the door, right?
0: Yeah, because he is constantly being bombarded by life yep, absolutely and nobody wants to do anything like his dad's beating the shit out of him yep. because he's not doing well in school yeah and it's just like unfortunately we've seen that story before absolutely and a lot of the time it doesn't end well and it's so sad to to see
1: that like you know, some people like that don't have a voice. And so that was, yeah. that was Errol's real big thing for this is we want to give the teenagers a voice who don't feel like they have one. Exactly. The room to go, Hey, this is fucked up. And like, I need to tell you that, you know, here are all the things that you got to know. Yeah. And so, you know, Moritz is dealing with like, he, 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 he doesn't really know what his sexuality is and like of course Marta is in love with Moritz but can never tell him yep. that she's in love with him and then he ends up you know he's got Melchior which is his best friend who's now you know going off with this girl and doing a thing he's got i mean he's getting beat by his dad like he has yeah. no i mean he tries to run away and he tries to go to America and and he's trying to get you know people to give him money and like letters of recommendation and every door keeps closing so then at the end he fucking gets a gun and he's like all right i mean this is this is all i have left and so we have this funeral sequence where you know um oh, uh, fucking al Olshevsky. you're not <laughs> listening to this but god daddy bird i wish that you were oh, no we have
0: a couple people in new york who listen to man, us we, he may w- be. oh man daddy bird if you're
1: listening <laughs> man this segment's for you boo because this is great Al has a beautiful voice. And so he would, he sang this song called left behind. And it oh, was, yeah. you know, it was about all the things that you, that you miss when somebody's gone. And then this, the song immediately following that was totally fucked. Yeah. And we, the totally fucked, like, this, uh, Stephen, oh, Stephen, <laughs> God, here it is again for you, boo. So the the directive that we were given was, you have to be angsty. You guys are teenagers that just lost one of your friends. Your parents aren't listening to you. You're, you've got to be angsty. Like, find something to be pissed about. Yeah,
0: you're angry. You're fucking angry. It, it's like... The best way to describe that number is, it's like the release of all the tension that's happening. Absolutely. Where the anger is building and building and building and building. One of the saddest parts of the show is happening. And then it's like, okay, we're done with this shit. (laughs) (laughs) That is
1: 100% the mood is, we are done with this shit. And it's,
0: if you guys haven't seen the show at least listen to the album oh, please. it's on Spotify it is on Spotify and I think it's on Apple Music and yes, all the other ones yes, it but is. it is such a great show
1: oh god um uh of course it was um uh Jonathan Groff and Matt Doyle and there are a couple other people that, of course, I can't remember now who was in this show. Was John
0: Gallagher Jr. in that one? No, yes. It was John Gallagher Jr. Yeah, because I think he played Moritz in yeah. that one.
1: Yeah, and Jonathan Groff was in that, too, because he played Melchior. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, good. I was I was on the right track. Um. But yeah, so we, we have this number... And every, every day, uh, Stephen decided that that was going to be our warm-up was dancing totally fucked. So for anybody who has never been in theater, just imagine that you were on a treadmill and you are running on the treadmill as fast as the belt can carry you. And then on top of that, you have to sing Christina Aguilera on the treadmill. Okay. So it's
0: so all... a very active show anyway. Yes. So everybody's yes. fucking beat. Yes. But then Stephen, wonderful Stephen. Wonderful, beautiful <laughs> Stephen. Came up with this amazing fucking number. Oh,
1: God. Show stop. That was so
0: cool. It was very cool. But it's also not the first time that you guys have a choreographed piece. No. Oh, in no, no, the no. show. We have this. This is choreographed number like 10. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> everybody's Jesus. fucking exhausted.
1: They have to sing. <sighs> Yeah, it is just trying to fucking find your diaphragm and breathe through it. Because,
0: goddamn your lungs are not helping you. And oh. on top of it, Stephen wanted some strobies. <laughs> S- Stephen wanted his strobies. And uh, Errol, if I remember right, had to explain to him, we have LED lights. And the ones that we had don't strobe very easily. Correct, yeah. I know that that's something that newer generations have started to be able to do, I yes, think. Yes, yes. But uh well yeah because the ones that we have do it yeah but uh those are like first generation like right when they started oh yeah 1.0 yeah oh yeah (laughs) and they're dj lights so they're (laughs) they're made to do like uh slow strobe yeah slow fade yeah but errol programmed them to do the coolest chases and stuff Mm -hmm. that it it had the strobe effect. It really did. It totally but did. Even if it didn't do it, like what you would consider an actual strobe. Yep. So, I think Stephen was satisfied in the end. He was, <laughs> and that is where the
1: joke that Stephen gets his strobes, Stephen got his strobes. That's yeah. because, you know, the the pact was, I mean, I'll do this for you, but Stephen better get his fucking strobes. <laughs> and Stephen did. But yeah, this every every day that we would rehearse this, um Steven, of course, he was because he's in the show because he um, was Hanchen and um who is the openly gay character and uh, he would stand back and he would watch us perform um when we were in rehearsal because yeah. he's the dance choreographer, right? So he's gotta know. Um but <sighs> Like there would be days where he would, we would get done, and we're all (laughs) (sighs) just like, we
0: can't sing as we're trying to breathe. Run it again. And exactly, he would just be like, "All right, kids."
1: I'm not gonna let this go on stage because that was like 65% angst and my name is going on this so I need at least 85% and I am
0: (laughs) fuck like he tells
1: this story and it's so beautiful because it it, it was like one of the moments where he says that he first knew that we were going to be friends because at this point like I hadn't like asked him to be friends yet I was just so afraid of him I was like (laughs) oh my god like you're so beautiful and I really like you but I don't know if I can be friends with you and oh shit you're friends with like all the other mains and I'm just kind of like over here like the weird girl like oh my
0: god like Steven
1: movie be friends with me please like it was very weird but I'm we get done with totally fucked because the last the last thing is you know totally fucked and we like hit this pose and we're all like almost like breakfast club fist punching and there are people that are on the ground and so we hit this and the music stopped and I Fell on the ground. And I just laid down on the ground. <laughs> and we're in the basement of the Myrnalloy, which is cold concrete floor. So I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking Yeah, it used to be God. a prison. <laughs> it did. It's so true. There were still cells, you know, like it, where the bathrooms are now. It's fine. Whatever. Um, and I'm laying on the ground panting like a dog. And Stephen says, no, guys, that was like 60% angst. I'm, I'm going to have to make you run it again. But in Stephen's way, was, Stephen was like, that was 65% angst. Do it again.
0: And we're <laughs> so... Just a quick sojourn on that. <laughs> We're sojourning. Uh if you've ever seen that video, the Patricia You're a little late on the count, sweetie. That's one hundred percent his mood. And it's oh hysterical because he loves that. He like he we watch that and he's like, Oh my god, that's, that's totally me. it. <laughs> Because if you haven't seen that video, it's a a dance captain. And a drill team, yep. With a drill team. (laughs) And one of them's off on their counts. And he he yells, Patricia, and she falls down.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, go out and find this video. It's so funny. Holy shit, it's so worth it. But Steven says, run it again. And I I, I stand up and I look at the whole cast. I'm like, guys, I'm not doing this number again. You better fucking give Steven his goddamn angst. (laughs) 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 And everybody just kind of looked at me. And of course, Errol, who was the director, also looked at me and was like, Hmm.
0: That seemed inappropriate, but no side notes. No, s- no notes. It was perfect.
1: And we did it again. We hit 85%. We could move on. But the other jo- the other joke that came out of that show, which was so funny to me, was from the top of fuck me. Oh yeah. And it was it was the the sh- the the number was actually called Touch Me. Yeah. But for those for those of you who are listening, who are in my altos group, altos, we know ours is the garbage part. Garbage part. It garbage parts for life. It's just true. So during this song, which is again kind of like the sexual awakening, it's you know the the lyrics touch me just like that, and oh yeah, God, that's heaven. These kids are figuring out that you know they're figuring out that masturbation's a thing, right? Let's just be let's yeah, just put it on the table. They're figuring out their bodies. Yeah, let's be real. Um, so of course the altos have an entire just. Ugh, like a slog of these <laughs> terrible notes. Um, but um, <laughs> Krista Ziak and I would, she and I were sisters in the show and um, there, I don't know. I th- I'm pretty sure it came about because um we would all make jokes as we were singing these songs, which is never for any, it's never good to do that in never. rehearsal. Cause then you get to the never show. Do that. Holy shit. <laughs> and so then we changed it from touch me to fuck me because it was, we would never, the altos would never get their notes and we'd be like, fuck me. Like that's what it became. Yep. From the top of fuck me. And then which proceeded to move into the joke again back to Stephen about not being able to count, right? So it's, you know, normal count is five, six, seven, eight, right? But the joke became five, six, seven, and eight. Because then Stephen would just go, oh my God, stop. Just count to eight. (laughs) Four counts, two counts of four makes eight. Just go. So... It was, a, it was a great time. And Krista, if you're listening, man, from the top, fuck me. It was such a great time because, yeah, she and I were dancing together in the show. And, yeah, she was my sister. And it was great because um, Ilsa is the one who kind of is on the periphery, kind of with the adults a little bit. But she goes off to, like, a nudist colony, artist commune type thing yeah, and goes and she, lives there. She escaped the
0: abusive father. She did, absolutely,
1: because yeah. you know, she is my older sister. And so she was able to escape the sexually abusive father. And she went off and did these things. and But, of course, that is Moritz's love interest is Ilsa yeah and so then when ilsa like it, uh, it's such a beautiful scene the right before moritz goes to kill himself and ilsa goes you know why don't you walk to my house with me yeah and he's like no like i have homework to do and she's like but why like we used to go play and we could do these things like why won't you come with me and he's like because i don't want to yeah and that shut her down real fast and then and such
0: a heartbreaking scene. it really
1: is and like then you know they do um the song "Blue Wind" and they it was a it's a duet that they do together yeah. and they each have their own like lyrics that they sing and oh Jesus but like the thing about this show that was so cool which of course Tyler can attest because he saw it um, multiple times <laughs> so many times so many times <laughs> um, the show was the first show that I had ever done in the round so yeah we, we it was had so cool people in the house and then Errol decided that we were going to have people on stage and I had never acted with uh, with audience members on stage before
0: yeah so. To put it in perspective, uh, yeah, the like where the standard like fire wall would be, or whatever Mm -hmm. you call that, uh, the scrim, yeah, yeah, the scrim. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was like right in front of that, yeah, were the people, and then Errol extended out the stage (laughs) into the orchestra (laughs) pit, the orc pit. So the orchestra was actually in holes. In the stage. Or holes. They were. So we had a live band playing with people dancing around them. (sighs) And poor Tabitha (laughs) almost got kicked in the face. And yeah, that was probably... Even for how simple the the set design was, because mm-hmm. really it it was only like a couple of flats and stuff like that. Yep, the couple like the of platforms, six
1: inch platforms, and then the two fish nets on either side.
0: Yeah, but yeah, that was the coolest thing. Is uh, yeah, it was to signify um, like the playful childhood, a pirate ship with the pirate ship yep. where it had the actual like climbing nets, totally did on either side, which again. Brilliant.
1: How the fuck his brain does any of that, we don't know, but
0: And it looks really cool.
1: Yeah, it, it was a very cool thing. Um when we when the Orc holes were put in the stage was put out, of course, you know, Errol's first thing is, Okay, mind the orc because it's gonna be a uh Yeah, a,
0: please don't kick the cellist. <laughs> a,
1: please don't kick the cellist. It's a short drop and a sudden stop. Like
0: <laughs> that's what that is. But, but hey, it, nobody kicked the cellist, and nobody fell in one of the orc holes. Oh
1: no, no! Somebody fell into an orc hole. Oh, they did. It was me. What? <laughs> T- How it, did I not know about that? Because it wasn't during a show; it was during oh. rehearsal. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um faye our lovely faye faye did say to tabitha you know i'm our cellist i'm very sorry if i kick you like because you know (laughs) totally fucked had a lot of kicking motions happen but yeah we yeah we had um a guitarist uh a drummer a cellist a violinist and i i feel like there was another person i think there was but Um, i can't remember i couldn't remember
0: but i think there was a Pianist, but I think they were actually.
1: I think, uh, yeah, because Lenny was up in the house, um, playing other music. I think like our.
0: I think he was, yeah, controlling. Other yeah, audio. yeah, or he might. Have... He was doing the mixing. I yes, know that. yes, he was. Um, but yeah, I could have sworn that they had a, a pianist. A, a pianist that was actually in because Errol was going to do it. But yes, it like... but then he was in the show. He had to be in yeah, the show. Yeah.
1: I uh, but man, those those orc holes, man, those things were scary as fuck. But like, yeah, he he brought the stage out. And anytime you ask him, he he will very proudly talk about how he hand did the wood grain on the stage to make it look like a pirate ship. And it looked... Really good with a fucking sharpie and some nail polish remover, yeah. Boom, that is how you do theater on a budget. Like, that (laughs) is because then he he revamped uh, or he uh, resurrected that technique when we did Robin Hoodish and he did that with all of the stones and the, uh, yeah.
0: And it it gives so much depth to it, it really does.
1: Oh my god, it was so cool. And and the Um, the, what's funny about the fishnets that you mentioned is like, so Faye jumped into one of the fishnets during one of the numbers. And like, we were told you have free reign, like climb up them because like, um, Melchior and, um, Venla have their, like have a scene together and Melchior climbs up this, this netting to like, look at Venla and go, Oh my God, isn't she so pretty? And like, I love her and all the things. Um, but Errol talked about how he, um, you know, he he doesn't do math by nature. Uh, it was one of the hemispheres of the brain that didn't really. <laughs> well, I also
0: can't math. I
1: can't math to save my fucking life. But like he. But, you know, I, I, okay. I can basic math. I can't like, like do human calculator. Oh, shut up. (laughs) No, I'm not. You give me far too much credit. Um, but what Errol had to do in order to make these secured so that, you know, they had to be like weighted for like 500 pounds just to make sure that, you know, if you had multiple people on these, that it wouldn't rip out of the wall. But he had to, like, do the math to see how much weight it could hold, like, bolting it to the stage and then the wall and, like, all the things. And he was – I remember the the night that he was trying to plan this out, we were leaving. And so all the actors were leaving. I'm kind of, like, lingering around because, you know, like, a couple of us would stand around and just chat. And uh, he and then um, his uh, co-director, uh, Sean Newton, and the stage manager, Kelly Clavin, and a couple other people were standing around. And he's like, all right, guys. I got a crazy idea and I'm hoping you're going to come with me. (laughs) And everyone just kind of braced themselves because they're like, as soon as Errol says, Hey, I got an idea. It's like, yeah, we're going to be with, we're going to be with you, but it's, it's probably going to be unorthodox, like for real. (laughs) But, and so then he talked about this idea of the fishnets and, um, or the, you know, the netting to be the pirate ship. And of course they were on board instantly and like, loved the idea. And then, yeah, yeah, he came up with the math to make sure that if, you know, somebody came in and was like, you know, this isn't safe, he could prove that it was okay to have people on there. Yeah, I think and they
0: had to be certified. They
1: did. They yeah. absolutely did. Yep. Yeah. And so he's a sort of, he has a rigging certification. So like that. Oh, yeah.
0: Because of course, he has that certification too.
1: Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, we've talked, he told us that story of um, he, when he went to U of M, they, he. Did he did it for three years because they gave him a certification for free, which that certification usually costs like two thousand yeah, dollars. I was
0: gonna say anything that's certified is usually oh god, quite, uh, an expense. so oh Jesus, <laughs> such
1: an expense. So wow,
0: crazy. Well, for good reason because you want people who actually want to do it to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're not just
1: gonna fly people like through the air and you know not uh, hope that the you know the fly system's gonna come down with them.
0: Yeah, there's nothing worse than uh fly system malfunctions or someone who doesn't know what they're doing nope not even a little bit because any person who has done it will tell you a horror story about it because somebody didn't do something correctly yep and we're talking about something that can kill people very easily like the spider-man show
1: oh my god yeah no Mm -mm. yeah no and any i mean like you know, of course, um, Sabrina has worked in Cirque du Soleil. Like, mm-hmm. Same thing. I mean, like God, you've got. I'm pretty sure it's either La Rev or yeah, it's Ka.
0: Like one yeah, of them. Yeah, the ha- stage. Yep. The stage tilts
1: totally. Inverts. And then a-
0: everybody has to be on fly lines. Yeah,
1: they're all on fly lines, and that's <laughs> unfortunately what happened like three years ago. Yeah. One of the fly lines um, malfunctioned, and a, a, a performer w- dropped to their death because something happened where somebody didn't check a thing. Yeah, and we're
0: talking about an organization that takes safety to a completely different level.
1: Whoa, oh my god, fucking Cirque du Soleil, holy shit.
0: And I think it was just one of those things where they felt unsafe but they didn't say anything to someone yeah
1: and that's that's the scary part about that is if you don't feel safe like you gotta say something yeah you're not gonna offend anybody by telling them that like it's gonna be more offensive if we find out later that it that you were unsafe especially
0: when you have so many people who are there specifically to make sure that you don't have anything happen
1: seriously because trust me
0: after watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of what they have to do, oh shit, that's insane! Holy shit! Like I, from Sabrina's stories
1: that she tells, I can only imagine what the backstage of um of any kind of show like that looks like. And she was actually telling a story um recently about there was there was always a day it was like once every six months that they would have to recertify all of the rigging. And it was no, no, no actors were in the building at all. And it was all tech people. And you were not allowed to cross the stage Uh because what they would do is they would take like thousand pounds sandbags and they'd hoist them up as far as they could go. And then they cut the, um, you know, they'd cut the line and then it was testing. It was testing the safety rigging. Absolutely. So then like you'd have these thousand pounds sandbags that are like dropping and then, you'd hear the line go and like you'd have to see if it would catch Mm -hmm. and Sabrina's like it was kind of haunting when it didn't catch and you heard a thousand pound sandbag hit the stage oh
0: yeah because
1: like I mean, it, you know, you're certifying that you have to, because I'm, you know, all those lines have to be certified for a certain drop weight. And, like. Yeah. Well, and they get used all the time. All the fucking time. Like,
0: however many shows they do a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, you know, because, so, of course, like, they're yeah. only
1: dark for, like, one or two days a week. But every other day, they're running, like, four or five performances a day. And it's, exactly. like. Exactly
0: and that Holy shit that blows my fucking mind
1: right like <laughs> but that's that's I mean that's kind of a dream of mine like not to be a circ performer but to be in a position where like you're in a show and you're in it and you're in it and then you're also rehearsing for the next show and then you sure. got a couple of days off and then you jump right back in the thing and I mean of course you know pipe dreams but in a, <laughs> hashtag, in a actor life. hashtag actor life that is that is an excellent excellent time Oh, that was so great to relive that moment in history. Thank you for, thank you for going on that journey with me. That was really (laughs) fucking fun. Yeah. I uh, totally
0: did not plan that at all.
1: No, we didn't. Not even a little bit. I mean, but
0: it's really funny that it kind of ties into this because, uh, they always call the springtime of your life as like your sexual or sexual awakening, Awakening. which is why it's spring awakening. Absolutely. (laughs) absolutely so i just love that it's spring now yes yes (laughs) i mean i don't think technically because i think that's in the end of the month
1: is this where you're about to tell me that you sexually identify as a unicorn i mean i obviously do damn it okay well all right well we knew that and that's this isn't really new news boy you are unicorn boy but uh, this has been great and incredible. And uh, now that we have this episode that's like chilling out in the ether with bad audio, hopefully we'll pull, uh, we'll pull segments of it and we'll bring it back into other episodes. Because there was a lot of
0: action. There was a lot of really good know, stuff. That it was, was so good, but, but I'm glad that we didn't relive that. Cause me too.
1: But You can't capture lightning twice. You can't. But also, like I think that this episode or this take of this episode was... I don't know. I think the vibe was better because, like, the last one, like you were kind of tired and you had just woke up from a nap, and it was yeah, just yeah. Like... I was
0: gonna say, I I've learned my lesson. I need to at least have a half an hour of coffee. Before oh, you do one hundred. Yeah,
1: that yeah. that caffeine's got a fucking hit before you can do a thing. I
0: was literally sleeping, watching American Dad, and I watching quote yeah, and quotes.
1: Quote. You were snuggling. cats. I, I had
0: it on, and yeah, yes, and Nara snuggled against yes, me. Yes, yes. But
1: then yeah, I come in and he sits up and he goes, Okay, are we recording? And I'm looking at him like, Are you <laughs> sure this is happening? <laughs> oh fuck. But yeah, that no, this was great. And we'll we'll extract some stuff for our next episodes. But Maybe we'll um, see. Thank, thank you so much to everybody who has been listening thus far. Thank you to everybody yeah. who's been following us. Um, we again, we really can't do what we do without you. And we, we just ask you to, um, if you can, please review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star review so we can get more listeners. We can get traction to hit on, you know, that that trending page. That and, would be awesome. Um, also, uh, please go out on. Um, on Spotify, and if you are if you're listening to us on Spotify, um, it, turn on the uh, to receive notifications for new episodes, so then you know when new content's
0: dropping. Yeah, well, and actually, any uh, podcast provider does. That, we'll do that. Or you can subscribe to it. Excellent. And Please if subscribe. you want to auto-download, too. Hell, yes. And then you don't have to worry about going in and doing it. Exactly. Just let it Just let it ride because, you
1: know, I mean, a little dose of Mary and Tyler is always good every now and again. And, yeah, seriously. Um, We, you know, just please, uh, word of mouth is always great, so please, you know, tell your bartenders and your bankers and your friends and your dog walkers that we exist, and yeah. <laughs> we would love to have more people hear us, and we would really love to make this a big people job, and we can do that with you. Seriously, so, if you love
0: us, then maybe you can find somebody else who loves us.
1: Yes. And uh, remember that you can also go out to anchor.fm. Thank you, anchor for allowing us to be able to, you know, fucking record and then post in the same day. Like it's incredible. It's it's honestly incredible. (laughs) If, if you, I mean, I know uh, everybody knows finances are tight, but we, um, we do have a, you know, you can go and subscribe and um, as little as 99 cents a month and, and you can help us, you know, make this, uh, this beautiful, ravings of a madman and his equally mad (laughs) wife a reality and so we just say thank you so much and wherever you're listening whenever you're listening we say thank you for joining us and we hope you have an incredible day week uh and we until next time will be drinking our coffee and non-coffee and uh we'll say cheers
0: cheers